Yo, what's up, everybody? This is your guy Trevor from Let's Be Real Media, and I just want to welcome you guys to episode five of Blitzburg County. On today's episode, we touch on the final cuts of the Pittsburgh Steelers and the initial 50-man roster that will be heading into the regular season, give my final thoughts on the preseason, touch on the NFL news that has sent shockwaves around the world within the past few days, and the number one travesty right now that is plaguing the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. So sit back, relax, get you something hot or cold to drink. Grab your terrible towels. Let's tap in. So this past Tuesday, final cuts were made to trim the roster down to 53. The 53 that will be taking the field for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the regular season. Um, just to list off the names that have been cut, we have wide receivers Rico Bussey, Cody White, running backs Trey Edmonds, and Jalen Samuels, who was on the team last season. Uh, Rashad Coward, B.J. Finney, Chas Green, um, Kevin Rader, Cameron Canaday, Quinn Roche, Arthur Mollett, just to name a few of the guys that were left off of the final 53-man roster for the Steelers. And the one that is shocking and most surprising is Jordan Berry, our punter, who's been our punter for the past few seasons with the Steelers. He has lost his job to rookie Presley Harvin III, who I raved about back in episode one about the endless possibilities that may potentially be there for him as our punter. As long as Coach T and the coaching staff don't get cute and try to do anything extra with him, I'm fine. As long as Harvin does his job and makes life easier for the defense, fine with that as well. It's not like Jordan Berry had a bad preseason. I think it was a honest competition between the two, but it was just hard to ignore the play of Harvin there. And look at me raving about a punter, but it is what it is. Harvin is just a better choice. He makes life easier for the defense, and that's something you're going to need going forward as we march into the regular season. Uh, but all in all, I uh, appreciate the efforts of all of these guys. Wish them the best moving forward. Oh, I almost forgot. Josh Dobbs, um, who was also on the roster, was eventually placed on high IR um, with an injury. I believe he has a hand injury. I think it's an injury in his throwing hand, um, if I'm not mistaken. And we'll get to Josh Dobbs in a minute as I give my final takes on the preseason. But, um Final cuts were made. We have our roster. We're set for the season, and here we go. So preseason has wrapped up finally, and we're that much closer to playing some real serious football going forward. Um, the Steelers finished their preseason with a record of 3-1 and one with an abysmal, and I do mean abysmal, loss to the Carolina Panthers in their preseason finale. Uh, I'll spare the details. I won't go into that game, Steeler Nation. But uh, what I will do is I will give my key takeaways from the entire preseason and throw out some red flags, green flags, and for the Steelers um, to take note of and pay attention to as we go into the season. So just going to rip the Band-Aid off and just get this over with. The quarterback search continues, uh, unfortunately. 
Um, I am still not a believer in Mason Rudolph as our quarterback moving forward. I think we have enough of a sample size to show that he is worthy of being a backup and not a starter. I'm surprised that the Steelers have not fielded offers for him, especially numerous teams out there with needs for a backup quarterback. But I just don't see it. And unfortunately, we still have him for two more years. Unfortunately, I'll touch more on that later. But yeah, Mason Rudolph, as I always say, Mason Rudolph ain't it. Dwayne Haskins is not there yet, but I would definitely hold on to him. Um, the performance against Carolina, I take it with a grain of salt because he really didn't have much to play for. Steelers as a team was just uninterested. He really wasn't out there with the first team starters. Granted, I think Chase Claypool and James Washington were the only first team uh, guys on offense to even suit up. And I kind of questioned that even. It's like, why are they suiting up in the last preseason game? But I take that performance with a grain of salt. But there is some things that Dwayne Haskins definitely has to improve on. He's not the guy that's going to take over the reins for Ben Roethlisberger just yet. But It's not a chemistry problem. It's not a fit problem. It's not a systemic problem. It's more so he has mechanics that he has to fix that I believe is going to take maybe another season before we can really evaluate Dwayne Haskins as possibly being that guy. However, while we're doing this evaluation on Dwayne Haskins, it wouldn't hurt the Steelers to start looking for a quarterback in the draft just saying it's it's the quarterback search continues I think we put I put a little bit too much stock in Dwayne Haskins thinking he was going to win the job I felt he should have won the job but I think the moment Mason Rudolph sat the final game against the Panthers if the writing was on the wall there but there's something there with Dwayne Haskins and unfortunately it's just going to take another year before we can truly evaluate them. Third on the offensive side of the ball, the offensive line is shaky, but it has potential. Um, Dan Moore hasn't had the greatest of games this preseason, uh, but there's, of course, there's much to be excited about because, like I said just previously, it's shaky, but it has potential. Um, going into the season, we could potentially be starting two rookies on the offensive line, which could be a, on the inside of the offensive line at that, which could be a red flag for the Steelers because we're looking to run the ball more this season with Najee Harris. And you would think the inside of the offensive line should be the most stout. So they can pr- protect Ben, of course, and of course make running lanes for Najee Harris, but I'm pretty sure the Steelers are going to look into the waiver wire, look to sign somebody to address that. And again, it's shaky, but it has potential. I think they'll be all right. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm looking for that next guy in the secondary. I know what I'm getting from Mika Fitzpatrick. I know what I'm getting from Joe Hayden when he's healthy. (laughs) 
I know what I'm getting from Cam Sutton because I'm looking for for a big year from him. But who's going to be that next guy? And we definitely need some corners, especially corners that's going to play on the inside against slot receivers. Because often in a game against the Panthers, there was too many instances where a linebacker was lined up, matched up with a wide receiver. And if a decent wide receiver is lined up in the slot, that wide receiver is going to win more times than not, which was shown on one play in the game where Roby Anderson beat Robert Spillane for a touchdown, which pretty much tells you everything you need to know about that game between the Steelers and the Panthers. Um, but again, like with the offensive line, the Steelers are active and looking in the waiver wire for someone to fill those uh, gaps in the secondary along with the offensive line. There have also been trade talks as well, but who's going to be the next guy in the secondary? I got, again, Minka's good. Joe Hayden's good when he's healthy. Cam Sutton is going to have a big year. Who's going to be the next guy? So those are my final thoughts on the preseason. You take it with a grain of salt. You take it seriously. But we march on. And now for the NFL news that sent shockwaves around the entire universe. Uh, just yesterday, uh, Cam Newton of the New England Patriots was recently cut by set team in an effort to usher in the new era, the Mac Jones era <laughs> in New England. And of course, the question now for Cam Newton is where he's going to sign next and things of that nature. Um, honestly, I foresaw this coming. Um, the moment Mac Jones was drafted by the Patriots, I knew Cam Newton's days as a Patriot were numbered. Um, it's nothing against Cam Newton. Granted, he's coming off a shoulder, shoulder surgery. He's coming off of COVID. Didn't really have many weapons in New England last season. And I just felt that given the opportunity and given the weapons that he had now, could have uh, proved wonders for the Patriots. But Mac Jones just looks like that type of guy that's fit for the Patriots system, fit for what Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick would like to do. I call cap on it just slightly because if Josh McDaniels can make something work with Tim Tebow, he could have made it work for Cam Newton. But that's just me. Um, so now uh, the question revolves around now where Cam Newton will sign next. There's a number of teams, I believe, that could use Cam Newton services. Um, but it all really depends on him. Um, if he's willing to accept the role as a QB two, but knowing Cam Newton, he's a strong-minded guy, and of course he should be. Um, he has the accolades to prove it. He feels that he should be a QB one somewhere. And how I see it for Cam Newton, he's either going to be a QB one on a losing team, or he can sacrifice that be a QB two on a French playoff contender, playoff contingent, super, or possibly a Super Bowl contending team. Uh, just to list off a few 
guys that could possibly use him. The Tennessee Titans can use him. The Dallas Cowboys can use him. Obviously, Houston with the Sean Watson situation. Um, everybody outside of the Cincinnati Bengals can use it in the AFC North. Yes, that includes the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just feel that if he's willing to accept that QB2 role, I think he'll come in nicely, just fit right in. Now, granted, we have our questions on the offensive line. Granted, he's not laser accurate, but I trust his arm a little bit more than I trust Ben Roethlisberger's right now. And my guy Lito brought this up just last week on the Let's Be Real podcast about Ben Roethlisberger. Like, is his arm going to last the entire 17-game season and playoffs, assuming that the Steelers make the playoffs? That's a really good question. And I just feel that what we're trying to do offensively, uh, stressing the run, I think Cam Newton could have filled that mode. Just in case Ben, just in case Ben goes down, Cam Newton kind of keeps it moving forward. Because as we say in Steeler Nation, the standard is a standard. And the standard is playing competitive football, being in playoff contention, possible Super Bowl contention. And Cam Newton to me moves that needle forward just slightly. I mean, he moves the needle a little bit more forward than Mason Rudolph. I'll tell you that much. But um also of course the reunion with cam newton and ron rivera is another option i think that spot is the only team that he can go to that has some serious contention and where he could be a qb1 um ryan fitzpatrick fitz magic it lasts it comes and goes it's nice at the start of the season but eventually it fizzes out it's like your typical soda, if you leave it out for a while, eventually it's going to go flat. And ladies and gentlemen, that's Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm sorry, but it's just a God on the truth. But uh, I wish the best for Cam. I'm pretty sure he's going to land somewhere fairly soon. And I just believe the Steelers need to be on the phone. They need to be on the phone. This is at least to inquire about him. Just at least. But I'll be the minority there with still the nation, but that's just me. Okay, riddle me this still the nation. Why isn't TJ Watt signs for an extension yet? I find it hard to believe that we are at the time of this recording, we are eleven days away from our first regular season game. And you mean to tell me that our best defensive player, arguably one of the best defensive players in the entire NFL is not signed to an extension with all the news that has come out about players restructuring their contracts, all of this cap flexibility that Pittsburgh is doing you would eventually think it would lead to a new contract for TJ Watt. Granted, Joe Hayden is looking for a new deal too, but he also understands like, hey, we got to get TJ Watt signed. And I don't understand why it's taking this long for the Steelers to get a deal done. 
I said it once on here on Blissburg County. I said it on Let's Be Real. You blank check that man. Blank check. You call him in the office. You give him a blank check. You say, you tell TJ, TJ, write a number down that is comfortable with you and we will pay it. Now, there have been rumors that there is some deals on the table that could potentially make TJ White the highest paid player in the NFL. Uh, at one rumor, I heard that the deal was for five years, 145 mil, 100 mil guaranteed. Another one was around the same amount of years, five years, slightly more, 160 mil, 100 mil guaranteed. Get it done, Pittsburgh. That's pretty much all I said. I'm confident at this point that a deal will get done. TJ White wants to be in Pittsburgh. I'm confident this will get done, but it's frightening right now that a deal hasn't been done. And we could potentially go in, go into the regular season with TJ Watt possibly being a free agent at the end of the season. I know Pittsburgh won't let that happen, but I think it feels better if you can get something done now rather than wait to the last minute to try to get it done. Um, so still the nation, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I, I'm hoping talks are going well. And I'm hoping the deal will be in place soon so we can lock TJ Watt up long term so we can keep this train rolling here in Stiller Nation. But I don't know, man. The front office knows something that I don't. And let's just hope that something gets done soon. Believe it or not, Stiller Nation, we have finally arrived to the start of some actual football that counts. Preseason was like the appetizer, but now we're here at the main course with the regular season. The Steelers will open up their regular season in Buffalo on September 12th. They are a six and a half point underdog in this game. Buffalo, of course, is coming off an AFC championship berth where they eventually lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. Josh Allen is coming off an amazing season in which he proved himself to be one of the top new quarterbacks, up-and-coming quarterbacks in the league. He was voted fourth on the Let's Be Real podcast, top 10 quarterbacks, for a reason. Now, they could be without Stephon Diggs, who is questionable to play in this game. But between now and the actual game, that could change. But for the Steelers, there's still questions, of course, with the offensive lines I mentioned previously. We're potentially looking to start two rookies on the offensive line, on the inside portion of the offensive line. And this could be a lot like the matchup last season where Buffalo jumps out on us early. We're playing catch up. We make it respectable. And I believe when I went through the schedule, I had us taking the L in this first game. Um, but strange things that happen for Pittsburgh to win this game. I believe they would have to be very disciplined on defense. 
They will have to control the clock. Of course, controlling the clock means being able to run the ball and run the ball effectively with Najee Harris. Ben is not throwing the ball 50 times, obviously. And if we're able to contain the Bills, contain that high-powered offense, there's there's a chance. There's a there's a chance still the Steelers could pull this off, but I, I obviously don't see it. So um, I do have Pittsburgh taking their first L for their first game. Can't give a rough score just yet, but it's going to be a tough one to start the season. Tough, tough first game. But anywho, that concludes episode five of the Blitzburg County podcast. Uh, Just to give you guys a brief update on um, the podcast moving forward. Of course, as the regular season starts, these episodes will be pumping out a little bit more frequently than previously. Um, I know between episodes four and five, I took some time off. Um, for mental health reasons and of course my birthday was um, on the 21st of August so of course I wasn't going to do any recording then but um, as the regular season starts I'll be dropping these episodes a lot more frequently Um, as part of the Let's Be Real Media lineup it'll be out every Wednesday Um, I'll look to actually record the episodes immediately after a Steelers game so depending on the time that the Steelers game ends, it'll either be immediately after all the post game stuff or the following day. But I can assure you that it will be dropping every single Wednesday from next week going forward. Um, but with that said, thank you guys for listening. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Thank you for listening to the Blitzburg County Podcast as part of Let's Be Real Media. Be sure to follow Let's Be Real Media on Instagram and Twitter at LB Real Media. Uh, you can follow me personally on Instagram at Why Not Trevor and on Twitter at The Art of Trevor. Also, be sure to check out all of the other podcasts as part of Let's Be Real Media, the Let's Be Real Podcast, the I Don't Know Sports Podcast, Let's tighten up for all my Tennessee Titans fans out there. Schooling with Sheedy and last and most certainly not least, the Let's Talk About It podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening. God bless. Peace.